When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Forever. Dog. Hello and welcome to Merry Convos for the Soul. Um, I guess we have convos uh, about mental health and feeling good and stuff. I want it to be like Oprah Super Soul, but better and um, kind of funny, you know, like a self-help book, but normal and down to earth and fun and good. You know what I mean? Today, I talked to Rob Wisman. Rob Wisman is a comedian and Twitter sensation and Twitch streamer. I had been following Rob's funny tweets for a bunch of years and was positively taken by his recent tweets about mental health, particularly encouraging men to talk about their feelings and being open about body image issues. It was a really fun convo. I liked it, and I think you guys are going to like it. So get uh, stoked and excited. Here's my convo with Rob. Hello. Rob. Hey. Hey, what's what's up? How's your Friday? Uh, My Friday is just getting started. Come on, Dish. Uh, I'm on the West Coast, so I just wrapped up my morning routine. Nice. Which I'm still very, uh, mindfully trying to adopt. Oh, what's your morning routine? So for the past, um, I think, I think I'm on day 13. I'm, oh, should, should we say this for the, for the thing? Um, my self-care routine hmm how do I want to do I think just talk (laughs) we'll continue and then eventually I think we'll be at some sort of organic place that's like oh yeah the pod could start now or that part could be cut and moved later oh is that how podcasting works I'm very familiar with all of this it's really it's up to the podcaster yeah we're recording but oh, we can cool. use or not use anything. Um, so what do you want to talk about? Okay. <laughs> First of all, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Um, it's Wisman. Wisman. Aye, aye, aye. This whole time. Thank you. I've been saying Wisman in my head. Oh, that's very, very few people get it right. Oh, that's good for uh, me. <laughs> I think I think one I think one CVS cashier in 2013. Wow! Only person, uh, Hulahan, right? Yes. Got it. 
So, Rob, um, I know you from Twitter. And as I told you. For a long time. It's true. So, um, I have this pod. And uh, when I pitched my idea of my pod to this podcast company, I said, I'm sorry. I don't really have one idea. I have like a bunch of ideas. And they were like, yeah, that's okay. That can be the pod. So I've been very taken with your recent tweets about mental health. And then I thought, "Mm, I want to do Oprah Super Soul, but cool and funny or something like that. Basically something that is about mental health or helping out uh, listeners that are struggling with stuff, but also uh, fun to listen to and not a bummer well it could be a bummer at times but you get what i'm saying yeah i've been all about that recently um thank you for enjoying what like it. some people are calling <laughs> an early meltdown may have people been uh, I saying you that because i saw you tweet that uh people think you're being manic and i wasn't sure if people yeah. actually said that to you or if that was like an internal thing no, a few people have like, oh, can't can't wait for the crash of this. Oh my god! I'm like, oh my, <laughs> like even when if that happens, even when that happens, like I I know how to deal with it now, and it's it's great. Yeah. So it's knowing um, exactly at what point the mania or the depression becomes unhealthy that you can, you know, do something else about it. It's great. Do you have manic depression? Oh, 100%. Oh, okay. I have a lot. Do you feel like you're in a mania right now? I feel I'm I'm feeling up. Not going to lie. Feeling up? Yeah. So there's an inevitable, you know, bummer stage sure. coming, but once it does, it's not going to I'm not going to, you know, hurt myself by eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's chocolate therapy every night. Yeah. The most appropriately named ice cream on the planet, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It knows exactly what it's for. I didn't realize. Wait, <laughs> is that for real? There's one called chocolate therapy? Or are you saying that? Oh, yeah. No. No, it's, it's, no, no, it's real. It's, That's horrible. It's chocolate. It's chocolate. Uh, it's got chocolate cookies in it. And it's got chocolate fudge throughout it. It's, oh. Wow. So good. It it does the job it sets out to do. Damn. So Stripping you... the bottom of that pint. Yeah, the most gratifying thing. When, when you are feeling do you, down. Um, when do you feel like you started your um, your health journey? Um, honestly, I want to say on my 30th birthday. Which was when? That was early last uh, in December. Mm-hmm. I was I was at my apartment. I was surrounded by a whole bunch of people who loved me. And still, I felt I'd never felt more isolated and alone in my life. And that's when I was oh fuck, my thir- this is going to be my 30s, too. Mm-hmm. God damn it. And I don't know, just ruminating on, you know, my 20s for the next month and god not to be blunt but you know thinking new year's eve that's the that's i'm gonna do it 
2019 is going to be no different. It sucks I'm going to miss Jordan Pills us, but fuck, I can't do this anymore. But thankfully, I hung in there. What helped you hang in there? Uh, Jordan Pills us for the most part. I can't fucking wait. Oh, my God. If you need a reason to hang in there, <laughs> movies. I recommend movies. Wow. Do you know um, Jamie Loftus? Oh, yeah. I love Jamie Loftus. She rocks. She has this joke. You maybe have even heard it, but she talks about um, calling the suicide hotline. And um, I, too, have called the suicide hotline. And they're very busy, so they try to get you off the phone pretty quick. And mm -hmm. they're very nice people, but they are very much just regular people. Um, yeah, so it's she, a job. <laughs> so her person said like, okay, so like, what do you, what do you have to look forward to this week? And she was like, I don't know. And then the person was like, do you like Game of Thrones? <laughs> Why don't you just hang on at least, you know, until Sunday <laughs> to see <laughs> <laughs> um, she's right that's i mean i don't watch in game of thrones myself but i i'm gonna go see us and then i'm gonna see a trailer before that and go fuck i'm gonna have to right i'm gonna have to wait wake up and do this every day until october i might as well make the most of it yeah it's like actually it's, it's good and practical advice um you know to have like short-term goals instead of feeling like you have to decide to end your life forever or just like hang yeah. on for a couple days um, yeah i yeah i hate to say it it probably sounds bad but i i've more or less done away with long-term huge ambitions it's so cliche to say but i'm taking it one day at a time right now you got it I, I've never been happier. It's it's fantastic. Who who knows what? It, it's going to be really hot by the time I achieve any of my goals. It'll be a whole different world by then. Well, maybe it'll be a case study that your goals will happen <laughs> just as fast as everyone else's goals happens, and it will be proof that you uh, don't have to be a spaz and worry all the time, and stuff will still happen. Yeah, it's... And like I bought uh I've I don't know about you. Do you also have like a graveyard of unused planners that you filled out for two weeks and then tossed aside? No, I have a lot you of don't? a lot of notebooks with open mic jokes that I think will be really good and funny and that oh. I'll find good jokes from years ago and then I'll open them and they're so bad and I get really embarrassed. Oh, <laughs> so, so I have that you, more than planners. Do you use planners though and stick to them? No, not really. Oh, see, I don't either. I've tried multiple times, and each time it was with goals in mind to like, oh, I need to, I need to lose weight, and then I'll be happy. Really? Oh, I need, I then I need to, I need to. I need to save this much money, then I'll be happy. And like, then you get there, and none of it's. You're like, oh, that wasn't it. Yeah. None of that was it. Right. So now I have a new one that I bought, and I put things in it. Like, oh, I want to go. 
I'm going to go bird watching. Ooh. And I'm just going to do things for me, nobody else. That's cool. Um, what are some fun things that you want to do in oh, addition geez. to bird watching? Let me pull this thing out. <gasps> if you don't mind. I just got it. I, I think I'm going to I'm gonna toss this. I'm not, not a big fan of it. But uh, it was a bit pricey, so mm. might as well fill it out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's see. Oh, I am 100% going to Japan this year. Wow. That's cool. I have always wanted to. You should. It's weirdly cheap the past couple of years, tickets there. Really? Yeah, I think it's because they're going to have the Olympics there in a couple of years. So they're trying to like ramp up tourism. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to get there like now before yeah. traffic gets heavy. So I went in 2017 and my round trip was $500. Can you believe? From New York? Yes. <laughs> wow. I know. It's probably cheaper from LA here, right? Probably. I say don't spend more than 700 because you're going to find a 700 or under deal. I promise you. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm definitely going to go. I'm thinking, thinking fall. Nice. Let's aim for fall. Yeah, so that's just type of things I'm like aiming to do for myself now. No longer fixated on you know what I look like to other people. I haven't given attention to that in I want to say a month now, and it it feels great. That's Not good. you know stopping at every reflective surface you pass by and checking yourself out from this angle and that yeah. one it's it's so freeing and no one know? cares no one cares yeah. what you look like or even notices really yeah like when you're talking to someone are you looking at them thinking oh wow why i like them he, but he, they he look like shit. Needs, <laughs> yeah he he definitely needs to tug at his shirt a little bit and then we can get this conversation going no that doesn't happen so why do you think that about yourself? Right. That's all I've been trying to think. So have you been doing any, like, uh, specifically, like, eating disorder treatment stuff for binging? Um, I've been on a new uh, pill called uh, Vyvanse, which is... Uh, it's also for ADHD and binge eating, and it works fairly well. Cool. Uh, so I'm doing well on that front, and I'm coaching myself through no longer finding comfort in food. Uh, it's just so real, you know. When you eat, it's there. It's it's, it's real. Yeah. And it's you got to replace that with other more fulfilling things that don't, you know, hurt you in the long run. I think also God, just I, like the longer that you're not binging, it's easier to keep that going cuz also it's just like your body is changing. Like I feel like right now, a couple years ago, honey, I could eat a big old pint, but right now just the <laughs> idea of doing that makes me feel so 
nauseous. But like when you're doing that all the time, it doesn't hurt your stomach the way a quote normal stomach would feel gross after eating all that. Really? I, I swear. feel I feel fantastic usually after I polish off a pint mm-hmm. of ice cream. Uh, some people physically feel ill. Just o- over time, you start to feel more and more like shit. Yeah. That was that was 2016 for me. I I had never eaten so much pizza and ice cream in my life leading up to the election. It was chaos. There was a stack of pizza boxes in my kitchen that you it could it should have had a reflecting pool in front of it. It was an atrocity. Did you ever do um, sneaky stuff to? Um, binge without like people knowing or you know that sort of thing that people do where they order a bunch of food and they like pretend to be like uh and and what else do you guys want yeah okay we're gonna get a you know what I mean oh like they pretend (laughs) that they're getting food for more people or yeah like at a bar when you're like uh you have two beers and do you want anything Uh, I, w- I wouldn't say I'm sneaky in that regard. I do, uh, I, I sneak in, like, like, I'll enjoy a Slim Jim, uh, on my way from a McDonald's, uh, to get a burger on my way to an Arby's to get their fries. I've done that before. Wow. <laughs> I've needed, I've needed a Slim Jim to tide me over between that journey to get the perfect combination of burger and fry. Mm-hmm. And that that's 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 an eating problem right there, I think. Yeah. So you're What about you? Um what about me? Mm. Well, I had all kinds of food stuff. When I was like a teen, I wouldn't eat at all. Sometimes I would throw up a bunch. Um oh, shit. and then when I was in college, I was like I'm going to not be scared of food. Let's do it. I just need to start eating normal and then it'll be less scary over time. Let's do it. But then I also wasn't eating normally. I was eating too much. So then I gained a bunch of weight. And so then I kind of lost the weight slowly and mostly normal, um, eating normal and working out normal. And now... I guess sometimes I would like run a whole shitload, like more than I would exercise now. But just like oh, in yeah. general, like the pendulum swings got smaller. Would you overdo it? Like that episode of Full House where DJ couldn't stop working out? Oh, yeah. I've gone running uh, like in the summertime Shortly. wearing a sweatshirt or. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, God, I remember fifth grade, 96 degrees, running in my front yard, just dehydrated, just feeling terrible. It was awful. I, I don't know what kind of society we are where a fifth grader feels the need to lose weight. It's crazy. It's a bummer. But Were you bullies? Oh, hell yeah. Do you think everyone was? Oh. No, I don't think <laughs> I think there were bullies, those who 
just look the other way. And those who were bullied. I think probably everyone was bullied is how I feel now as a grown up. Even if they weren't bullied at school, yeah, maybe their parents were neglectful or made them feel dumb or whatever. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I like. I feel. I feel. I was bullied by like the Walton family working at Walmart as sure. long as I did, and Jeff Bezos bullied me for a few years. I think. We're, yeah, we're all bullied in a way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I you're like a kid, though, you feel like, wow, I'm the only person that everyone at school is mean to and everyone else is having a great time. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's just like part of your brain development that you, well, you're basically just selfish. Like you don't really have a lot of empathy yet. You don't think that's true? I think uh, most people around me are happy. I, I do feel in the minority in large groups like that in terms of, you know, sadness. Mm. Mm. So, like, most people just, you know, they go about their day not hating themselves and then watch Jimmy Fallon solve a Rubik's Cube with Chris Hemsworth and they go to sleep. That's a normal day for a normal brain person and it seems so nice maybe maybe i'm just uh around a bunch of people that are messed up all the time i feel like uh <laughs> like sometimes i'm healthier when i'm like alone and not around other people because i'm surrounded by people that are trying to make it in show business or um, talk about their problems on stage in an unhealthy way and everyone yeah. is talking shit about each other um, and it's not fair that this person got this job and they're not even funny like everyone is so dark um, yeah so I feel like my <laughs> my uh, view right now is that everyone um, is unhappy and happy I think in our career field, for sure. Yeah. We chose a very unhealthy uh, yeah, it's messed career up. path. <laughs> uh, video on the internet. What the, what the fuck are we thinking, Mary? Uh, anyway. But also, like, uh, I think, like, law is one of, like, the most stressful jobs, right? Because you're working <clears throat> constantly and reading constantly and sometimes. Well, and also you're just learning at work every day that stuff isn't fair and that like good people go to jail and bad people get away with stuff. Um, practicing medicine. I, I just feel like there's a lot of professions where the people in it probably think like, God, everyone in this field is so fucked up. I wish I was doing blank. You think dentists feel that way? You think that's why I think, suicide rate of ooh. dentists is so high? I was about to say that um, I think dentists are happy because I like my dentist. But now that you mentioned that suicide thing, I'm rethinking my position on dentists. Oh, they got to hate other dentists, right? They got to hate that one in fifth dentist who disagrees with them. Yeah, probably really fires them up. You think that's the guy, the one who always disagrees on Colgate? That's the one who always kills himself. (laughs) Yeah, not to get grim here. Yeah, yeah, I think so. 
It's, it's true. <laughs> Dentists do have a high uh, suicide rate wow. profession. We should look into that, I think. Yeah. That's so interesting. I love my dentist. I hope he doesn't do that. You lost your dentist. No, I love my dentist. So oh, oh. I would hate to yeah. lose him. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. You know, we don't want to lose anyone. That's Mm-mm. it's horrible. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, uh, like I would not, had I not had access to medicine and therapy, I I would not be here on this podcast right now, 100%. So, like, so, we got to give everyone health care. It's true. Not, not to turn your podcast into a soapbox, but Who my cares? goodness. Who cares? Do it. <laughs> it's crazy that we deprive someone of talking to someone about their feelings. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have... A terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. It's, uh, yeah. Don't yeah. care for a while. Now. Now. Let's do it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times people also who can afford it, like, make up reasons that they can't go, which is a yeah. whole other thing. A lot of them romanticize it, too, I feel like. I, I mean, I feel like a lot of rich kids, like, go to therapy unnecessarily just because, <laughs> like, it's so cool. Like, oh. <laughs> So I was talking to my therapist the other day. Sure. I, f- I feel like that's like the case for a lot of people too. Mm-hmm. Uh, who doesn't misuse their access to healthcare mm-hmm. time to time? So uh, you were um, telling me that you were perhaps writing a self-help book. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, I'm. I'm seriously considering it. I've been fascinated with these books recently that are all titled the swear word like <laughs> subtle art of not giving a fuck or, yeah. you are a badass or fuck your feelings and <laughs> they all have an asterisk where you, you know in the swear words yeah where Makes if you it want look to even more graphic tbh with <laughs> the asterisks if you want to telegraph how little of a fuck you give, <laughs> censor the swear word in your book title. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been looking at those books. So there's those. I've peeked into them on the Look Inside Me Amazon things. Mm-hmm. And wow, they're so bad. Mm-hmm. They rely heavily on just this outlook of being an asshole yeah <laughs> where th- there there are plenty of things to give a fuck about in my opinion mm-hmm. and there's no there's no book about that they're all like oh f- fuck your feelings cupcake so you you have the option of a book like that or 
you can get some boring uh, manual a psychologist wrote. Uh, there's no in between, and I. I, I don't know. I feel like I can help in some way. I, it's, it seems a lot of people listen to me, and I, I, I got to do something with it. So, book? I so, don't. what do you think your book would look like? What do you think the vibe would be? I think it would be like a textbook, a manual uh, for dudes. Mm-hmm. How, how to get in touch with their feelings, how to become more vulnerable. Um, how to take care of themselves. There's no there's no shame in any of it. There's no shame in meditating. Mm-mm. It's it's great. What's I, I take ten minutes a day now to just appreciate the air and it's it's fantastic. What do you think of the air, Mary? I like the air. It's so it's so good. It's so good. There's nothing wrong with uh, taking a minute to appreciate that. Yeah, so yeah, just stuff like that. I don't know. Nice. I feel like the, feel like I. I mean, a lot of people listen to me. It's terrifying in a way. Yeah. Uh, it's terrifying all the way, to be perfectly honest. But mm-hmm. you know, if that's the case, and if I mean, dozens and dozens of people have like told me. Hey, I'm going. I'm going to therapy this week. Thanks a lot. That I'm, rules. Like I've decided to like take care of myself. I might. I've decided to be honest about my emotions. It's crazy. I'm overwhelmed by it all, and I feel like there's something I could do. Like I. I mean, not to to my own horn, but I feel like Toot I have it. a very. I feel. I feel like I have a very like blunt way of things sometimes and you know if that if that helps people i i see no harm in doing that i would not seek the profit from it either yeah that's I, cool but but i don't know how to sell a free book Do um you? maybe you sell a cheap book and then maybe you would uh do like a speaking tour and try to make more money on the tour Oh, that'd be cool. Or vice versa, make money on the book and then do a cheap tour. I could do a TED Talk. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. I have a I have a Twitch stream that a lot of people watch. I could do yeah, just like, workshops. Kids. I can do workshops once a week or something. Uh where where we grow as men. Mm-hmm. There's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. It's scary times. I That's, know. Let's uh, let's all let's all hang together, you know. What do you think was um stopping you from getting help for a while, if anything? Uh, I'd say one hundred percent, the fear of losing my creative edge and my sense of humor. <gasps> I feel like that's everyone's fear. I hate that. I have a friend who always talks about that. <laughs> And he gets oh. panic attacks like every single day, and I'm like shaking him, like, "Oh my god, <laughs> like get on what something." He um, he's a comedian and an actor, um, oh, yeah, but he would be way, way, way more um, productive, even just from like a selfish point of view. He would be making more work if he wasn't having panic attacks all the time. 
like truly multiple times a day, every single day. And he thinks that getting on medicine will uh, make him not funny, which is crazy. I mean, it, it doesn't I, like remove the funny part from your brain. It just makes you, I don't know. Makes I'm not going to lie. Living easier. Yeah. But chemically and, you know, with therapy, I do feel substantially less funny, but that's because I've spent my whole life training you know, it, to undercut my dignity in order to make somebody laugh mm. in some way. And now, you know, I, you know, I, I like myself and I just have to relearn comedy. So I completely understand if he was a comedian, uh, if you're a comedian, it's it's terrifying. Think the idea of taking a drug that might a performance unenhancing drug. Sure. Like you want to you want to take LSD as a comedian, not Zoloft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is your friend doing well? No, not really. Oh, jeez. I know. <laughs> well, wish him well. I know. Uh, I think I think it, this side is. Uh, I'd I'd much rather feel like this than be you know angry. Uh, you know, you know, I'd, I'd rather, I'd much rather feel like this than I used to, yeah. Which was much, which was much funnier. But uh, you know, ten times a day thinking about my own neck snapping—that's that's not worth it. I, 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 I will much, I will much rather take this feeling right now, where I, where I realize I don't, I don't have to be funny if I don't, if I don't want to. It's great. Yeah. What do you feel? Do you, do you, do you feel that that just the obligation to be funny talking to people? Um. Yeah, for sure. And it's something that my therapist points out too, which is funny for me to um, get feedback on. Um, mm -hmm. Like she talks about how over time in my time seeing her, I guess. When I first started seeing her, the way that I would speak would be way more entertaining and blah, blah, blah. And da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like subconsciously being like, I hope she likes me, <laughs> um, which yeah, like wasn't on, on my conscious mind at all. Um, Your first session, you got to put on a show of some kind. You can't let that wall down immediately. For sure. But I keep doing it. And then, you know, sometimes she'll stop me and be like, do you want to talk about stuff that's bothering you? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure. How long have you been in therapy? Oh, God, a long ass time with this one lady. Um, oh, wow. Gosh. I think maybe childhood? three or four years with this one oh. lady. And off and on since my teen years. That's a while. What? Jeez, I can't imagine what three years into there. I'm only two months in. What the hell is three years into it like? Um, it's cool. It's cool to really? have three years to look back on with the person too, like to be able to have like concrete evidence of like, oh, remember that time two years ago, or um. Uh -huh. Or like, oh, I'm handling this stressful situation way better than I handled 
that two year ago stressful situation. Um, what else? Is it just like having a, a buddy now who you feel comfortable completely opening up to and they give really good advice? Yeah, she feels kind of like an older Even sister if, or like yeah. a mentor, like a slightly older friend that has really good advice. Yeah, I, I love my therapist. She's she's she great. She's very blunt. She's mean to me if necessary. Cool. She pulls no punches. Yeah. She told me day one. She was like, "Look, you're gonna you're gonna get angry at me." It's fine. And, uh, yeah, therapy's tough sometimes. Yeah. But you know what? I come out of it feeling I'm trying to I want to make therapy the new gym. I want to talk about it as if as as normally as we do. Yeah. Fucking leg day or whatever. Hell yeah. But I don't know. I don't know why there's a stigma attached to it. Well, I mean, I, I know why. Sure. Doing, <laughs> but uh, there, there really doesn't have to be. Yeah. Especially in a time when it's so fucking easy to you know, cultivate a community of support. It's so easy to do that, to find another group of people who feel the same way as you and, you know, support each other. It's great. And. I've seen that recently on Twitter. It's it's beautiful. It sucks that Twitter is also at the same time a uh, uh, poison. I know, but I've seen I've seen a lot of you know goodness from it of late. Yeah, um, that reminds me of the "It Gets Better" campaign, which I feel like at this point people are like, ugh, <laughs> like I don't know, oh, yeah. roll their eyes because they've heard it too much or because it's mostly celebrities doing it which is uh i don't know something unseemingly about it but i don't know yeah, it's just I unfashionable kind of... that was one of those things that was a the what would jesus do bracelet of his time I think. yeah but i mean both of those i feel like uh, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> uh it's popular because like it is good advice or works like yeah yeah, yeah it will get better <laughs> i'm also thinking about bringing back the wwjd brace i like wwjd case in point free healthcare, right yeah i don't recall the leper getting asked for a fucking no. okay jesus was very off. cool yeah yeah jesus was great and i was i talk about it in therapy a lot but I hope it's cool that I'm talking about it here, but sure. uh, like I was I was raised in church, mandatory church, two mm -hmm. or three times a week, and boy, it fucked me up. Really? <laughs> just tell just telling me from a young age, just like there was something missing in me. Wow. You know, but I mean, it gave me a lot of good as well. It's I was told all these stories of you know Jesus sharing fish with people and healing the blind man and doing all this awesome stuff. And, you know, uh, so it, it sort of bothers me now just like uh, knowing that uh, other people, that the, that the same group of people no longer uh, believes in those things. Jesus is awesome. Yeah. Jesus had some good ideas. 
When I was a little kid, I remember like really believing in Jesus and God hardcore. Um, And I think that was good. It's like Santa Claus effect times a hundred. Like it just makes every time you could make a bad decision, stop and say like, well, no, nobody needs that. Yeah, it helps a lot of people. For sure. I I would never besmirch it at all. Just me, just me personally. Mm-hmm, inside, mm-hmm. I just I have my tips. You know. What flavor was but, your church? I went to a non-denominational Christian church in Eastern Kentucky, so you know, pretty, pretty yelly. Pretty yelling. what? Oh, yelly. A lot of yelling. Yeah. Mm. A lot of yelling. A lot of. A lot of banquets afterwards. That sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah, I really believed in it uh, too early on, and it, it is good. It it taught me a lot of things. I, I think it made me a better person for sure. But like the fact of the matter is, like, you know, how did how did we veer into Jesus? What do I? I, I apologize. It's okay. We're talking about um, <laughs> the slogan. It gets better. And how WWJD oh, right. also is a, a kick-ass slogan. Yeah, it, it 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 totally is, and I think we should still abide by it because you know everything uh, everything that dude did from the looks of it. Hell yeah! Seemed seemed to be a good idea, and it's it's insane that you would empower someone so unChrist-like. You know? I know. It's, I don't get it's, it. It's, it's, it's gross. It, it just it bones me out, especially as someone you know forced to go two to three times a week until the age of eighteen. Wow. It it just it it bones me out for that reason in particular. Are people in your church like Trump people? Oh, they it's it's a small small town in eastern Kentucky. Uh, oh, I was I was talking in the wrong thing. So it's a small, small town in Eastern Kentucky. Uh, one hundred percent. I wow. I haven't seen those people in a long time, but I guarantee you, they they all voted heavily for the red team. That's sad. Yeah, Is it's unfortunate. Because of abortion, is like that. There, well, abortion and gay marriage. That's like what I, drives those people. I hate to say it, like, but you know, I know these people. I grew up around them. I it it pains me to say it, but it's so much Islamophobia. It, That's horrible. It's, I know. I, I hate it, and I hate that. You know, the sh- fucking Charlton, Charlton has uh, you know, tricked the people from my hometown into following him. And he's done so by, you know, saying, "Yeah, I'll keep the I'll keep the Muslims away from you." And it, you know, it pisses me off. That's crazy. I feel like I, I feel like I don't really have a hometown anymore. But is there what, I, a Muslim population there, or is it like oh, totally no, 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 no. like no. an imagined thing to them? Oh no 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 no! There's everyone looks like me. That sucks. <laughs> everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, I I think I had a graduating class of like 98 people. Uh, it was one black guy. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that was the, it was it was a very 
very white, very red town. Uh, but you know, but you know what? That uh, I I I know the struggle the people there fucking uh, go through, and I know a lot of them would love access to therapy and healthcare. They're fucking you know roofers and install drywall, but. Uh, well, I assume those guys have health care, but, you know, I know sure. people who do not. <laughs> How do you think and, people uh, um, me out. like from there feel about um, like Medicare for all or like, uh, I guess, quote, socialized oh, programs? Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's they're, they're terrified of two things. Mm -hmm. uh, Islam. They think Sharia law is encroaching and oh that it's, <laughs> you know, the worst, it's going to be the worst thing in the world. Uh, they're afraid of that. And two, uh, the word socialism will make someone shit their pants. Why, though? J just the word. <laughs> like, they've been conditioned their entire life to hear that word and just, you know, they, like, from the minute they're born, they're told, like, hey, just so you know, Ronald Reagan's the greatest man who ever lived. God made that bush over there. Put your hand over your heart when you see this flag. Good luck. And they also tell them that socialism is the most evil thing in the world. And they grow up believing that. And even it, they've made up their minds. Even if you tell them, like, hey, don't you think? Like, don't think of it as socialism. Just think right. uh, we, we all get health care. No, they, they're still convinced. And socialism is the same thing as communism. It's... It's 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 tough when it's, yeah, it's so um, hard to get through these people when it's like phrased to them, them as uh, like taxing, like trying not to use the word socialism, like taxing the super rich so that blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. We can have more. Are people more into that or are they even like defensive of rich people? Uh, it's like I, I don't know. There's so much like I, I've told them uh like like the la, la, last time I back when I lived there, it was right before I moved. It was the election, mm -hmm. so this was just when the conversation was getting started, and I, there were people all in. There was we have one bar where I'm from, and it's a country western bar. So uh, that year I'd go and it'd be drunk people like yelling Trump at me, drunk. Uh. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there was that. And I would like explain to them like, hey, man, you work on cars all day. Like, do you think Donald Trump knows how to change a tire or like do laundry or mm -hmm. make a fucking bed? Like, what does this man have in common with you in any way? He he was given millions of dollars the day he was born. You struggle paycheck. You live paycheck to paycheck. I can't I can't figure it out. And it. It saddens me. It, mm -hmm. I, I hate that. I hate that it angers. I, I'm not a coastal elite in any way where I look at the I'm from the middle of this country and I right. know I know how they think and how they struggle. And like it, it disgusts me out here, too, how people think they are out there is just ignorant, inbred rednecks. Right. It's uh, I, I, it's it's sad. They're mis we're given like shitty public schools and I know. you know misled and our 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 city sucks like terribly dude. it's uh i i feel like i'm uh, i feel like i'm complaining 
That's okay. It's interesting That's to cool. me. Um, really? Because I've always uh, been curious about that stuff since um, I'm from a very blue place. I'm from New Jersey and um, like oh, Christianity cool. was like people who were Christian tended to be like culturally Catholic. Like they were more into um, Jesus stuff and thought that like homophobia was like, um, you know, psychotic and like a sign of being poorly educated or whatever. Um, really? Uh, thinking man people, I guess. And yeah, that sort of thing of uh, people in the Midwest, if they're voting against their interests and I don't know. <laughs> so I've always like also when like Bernie Sanders said like that he didn't believe Trump voters were racist and then people would get all up in arms saying like how can he say like yes uh probably some or a lot are racist probably a lot or yeah. most have bias but yeah there's a, that idea there's a lot, of a like lot. there's more to it than racism like i feel like the i'm more interested in like why they identify with like rich people, like don't want rich people to get taxed more, mm -hmm. I think is like yeah. the piece that should be examined. It's like they, they, they know economic hardship and that's what he's, he's selling to them, but he's selling it through to them as Islamophobia, I guess. Like right. he's people are going to so take I, your not, jobs and make it worse for you. Yeah. And it's, like I know he didn't invent this xenophobia, right. but like he sure shed a spotlight on it. I didn't know it, it existed really. Uh, I grew up just in a very like I just imagine what living in Eastern Kentucky is like. It, it was mm -hmm. it was like that. Um, I lost my point. What were we talking about? Um. <laughs> Well, Sorry, I, I think we veered off of mental health, um, which Sorry, is fine because, well, because then oh, we God. were on Jesus and then I was <laughs> wondering um, why poor people in red states are opposed to raising taxes. Oh, Do they mistakenly uh, think that, well, I mean, not, necess not necessarily mistakenly, like a lot of middle class people do say, well, hey, wait a second, the taxes the bulk of the taxes are going to be on our backs because the super rich are, they know all the loopholes. Mm -hmm. So. I, I, I honestly have no idea. I, I tell them, I, I don't, when I say I tell them, I, I feel like I'm being condescending to them, but like, I assure you this is uh, like a Kentucky boy to Kentucky boy type thing. Mm -hmm. And I try to, I try to reason with them all the time. Like when I'm back home and I, I'll say like, Hey, do you honestly believe <laughs> Donald Trump's the first person in history to get $3 billion and think, well, that's it. That's enough money. I'm done. No. <laughs> done making money. Time to help everyone else. Really don't not, not Bill Gates. Mm -hmm. Donald Donald Trump, the guy with his name on the building, and I I don't know he's 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 legit, he's conned them, and it like it pisses me off as yeah. a as a Kentucky 
boy as much as it does a leftist, you know? Yeah. For... Because I, I know firsthand, like, he, he this man's a fucking swindler. And mm-hmm. he, he doesn't give a fuck about anyone I grew up around. And each one of them is convinced he's there. He's he's here to save them all. It's uh, it's it's a it's a it's a bummer. I'm I'm trying to reconcile that with this new positive attitude. It's <laughs> difficult, you know. Yeah. I feel like I came on the uh this podcast to talk about that positive attitude as well. That's okay. Sorry for getting all political. No, I like it. Well, I don't know. Uh, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, you said it before, like the fuck feelings and fuck this and that is like not chill because there are things in the world you should be caring about and concerned about. Um, And that doesn't mean that you have to despair or think that everything's hopeless. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I can't believe how much I'm talking about Jesus in this podcast, but hey, that's a guy who was very like, hey, everybody, look at all of this awful stuff in the world, but also <laughs> was graceful all the time and nice to people all the time. Which My is, apologies. I think, what you're trying to do. You're trying to be um, like politically mindful, but also positive and encouraging. I think so. I think someone described me uh, recently as the first uh like angry white guy for good so I, i'm comfortable with that title cool <laughs> i can uh i can yell about my feelings mm-hmm. you know what i've i've cried watching my cat yawn sure really who hasn't <laughs> what have you not no i don't have a cat i've cried oh, and have I... um, my dog lick my tears off Oh, Such my a goodness. nice thing, don't you love? That's so sweet. Best part of having a dog. Mine will not do that. She just yawns and stares at me, and it's the cutest thing hmm. in the world. I, I don't know what it is. This only happened once, of course. Damn. This isn't a daily thing or anything. So what's uh what's your self-care routine like, Mary? Ooh. I'm curious. Well, I go to therapy um every other week and I take Wellbutrin and Same. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Medication was good for a while. I was just on therapy and was a little bit spooked by medication because I thought, oh, you're going to get hooked on it. And then once you open the floodgates, you're going to uh, want medication for everything. And I just don't want to go down that road. Um, <clears throat> but then I had a friend be like, you're trying really hard. So it seems like you're maxed out on trying. Why not take medicine on top of it? And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then I did. And everything was a lot easier. How long did you say you've been on this? On Wellbutrin? Um, three years. Holy shit. I know. What were the first um, few months like, if you don't mind me asking? Could were they as not have coffee. Terrifying? Absolutely oh. could not have any caffeine. Um, really? And a lot of times I would wake up at 3 a.m. and then that was it, baby. I was awake. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
It's like 3 a.m. What time were you taking it during the day? First thing in the morning. Wow. Yeah. Mine doesn't keep me up that late, that's for sure. And I had that's very crazy. low appetite. Like when I was first um, like getting used to the medicine, I had to like force feed or like I would uh, drink like shakes because like just like chewing food was so like Jesus. very speedy. I started taking mine right around like my 37th, uh, my 30th birthday mental breakdown. Nice. Uh, so like the f- first month on Wellbutrin was a fucking nightmare and almost uh, culminated in my uh, suicide. Oh, my God. So th- th- thankfully it didn't. Mm-hmm. Thankfully it didn't. But that's no reason for no one to uh, put off getting them. Yeah. TBH, it was very much like a recreational drug. <laughs> like it was just very speedy. And sometimes I would, uh, I remember sometimes I would be like talking to someone and I would feel, I've never done Coke before, but I was like, oh, this is how people describe Coke. Like I would just feel like, oh yeah, I'm really like in it with this person. And like, we're just having the best conversation. I've never felt this glued. What's the drug? Um, well, be trim, and oh, you feel that way on well, be trim, yes. Really? And wow. but I would I be not. like aware at the time, like, oh, I'm high right now. That is, I, I feel like I'm getting a low dosage or something. I'm missing maybe. Well, I'm very missing small, the well, butrin so, eight ball. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna ask my doctor for an eight ball of well, butrin next time mm-hmm. for sure. That's awesome, though. Yeah. Are you does it? Do you feel it's helped you overall? Oh my god! Yeah, made everything a lot easier. Um, Good. I have friends that I talk to. Um, sometimes I get, as I said earlier, I get annoyed by like the sceniness of everyone gossiping about each other um, in mm-hmm. this field. But also, it's a social scene. It's like ugh. It grosses me out. So I really need to have like a core group of friends that makes me feel very grounded. Um, <clears throat> something I've learned right. is that I like the soothing power of touch. I like to hug and hold a hand. That's uh, very good for me. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, uh, I feel uh, this is one of the corniest things. Um, I've ever said, but ever since my uh, recent uh, discovering of inner peace, I feel that hugs uh, do, in fact, feel better as if the human connection is real, as if the person reciprocating the hug means it for mm-hmm. the first time. Uh, did you feel that way I when you started well, Butrin? <laughs> yeah, um, well, I I've always been hugging. been on hugging even before. Yeah. Well, I like hugging also because, well, some people don't like hugs, so I'm sorry for hugging them. But in general, I feel like this person might need a hug. So also I get a kick out of um, being helpful or being of service. Same. It's hugging. Hugging is like the greatest thing, but the most awkward (laughs) thing to execute on the planet. It's so frustrating. Is it is it worth the payoff? Do you think? I think it's the, worth it. Are we hugging? Should should we 
Should we go this way? Should we go that way? Should we shake hands? Should we shake hands and then pull in for the one hand on the back slap hug? I think I've more often done a handshake and then afterwards been like, you know, I could have gone for a hug than (laughs) hugged someone and been like, why did I do that? Like, I don't think that's ever happened. I've never regretted (laughs) a hug. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever shake uh shooken someone's shake? Shooken? Mm-hmm. Shaken? Shook. Have you ever have you ever have, have you ever shook so English language is stupid. Have you ever shook someone's hands and then realized, oh shit, I that pro- that person probably think hates me for not hugging them. I'm totally on a hug basis with this person. Why did I shake their hand like we just finished a business deal? Um, no, because I do feel like I do feel like you can quickly um, revise. Sometimes that will happen to me where, you know, you'll do the shake, but then one of you will say, hey, come on. And then you'll do a hug. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I think, you know, you have to act fast and, <laughs> and wow. say, hey, come on. What are we doing? Or, you know, it maybe you shake your their hand when you see them and then on your way out you give them a hug if you're able. That's a that's a that's always a good policy, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. You shake hands upon greeting, then you then you realize this person is hug worthy <laughs> on the way out. Yeah, you're right. You do that thing where you go, right, should we should we do it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, let's hug. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Let's hug. Yeah. People like it. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, I hugged two new people last week it was, it was fantastic oh shit i should keep a hug journal <gasps> that's a great idea we should all keep it let's both keep a hug journal okay <laughs> okay cool. oh you know what i really like doing i sort of fell out of habit of doing this um but for a while it was part of my uh routine is to write what is i doing well, every single day I had to reach out to someone and see how they were doing. So send oh, yeah. someone a text or a cute postcard because people love receiving mail. Um, just a, hey, I'm thinking about you. You're such a great friend. Remember that one time? That was fun. Because that person <laughs> didn't need it. Am and I people today's? don't really reach out when they need help, TVH. So you should be reaching out to people all the time. That's true. You wouldn't believe how many um, dudes are in therapy right now that have never told anyone. They're just embarrassed. Hmm. You should absolutely reach out to people. Definitely. Is Did you say you made that a New Year's resolution? What did I do? Oh, I think, well, I did it after like dating a really bad person <laughs> and being like, uh-huh. Whoa, I got to get my life on track. It's funny. I just look resolved to do that last night. I wrote it down. Like now that now that I don't actively hate myself, you know, twenty four seven, I have to. I don't. I don't know how to be happy, and it's terrifying. So I'm trying to find new ways, new things to fill my day with. Mm-hmm. And so I've decided. I decided last night. One of them is once a day. I have to say one nice thing. Or reach out to someone, or call an old friend, or I gotta do something. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make someone uh, happy through a that's a good one. Uh, meaningful connection. And I th- I th- I'm definitely capable of doing that. 
it's it, Instagram. I'll just go to random artists and say, hey, this is fucking cool. That's I'll great. That. By the way, by the way, Mary, I love your art. Thank you. And I would like to buy some. Yes. Is that cool? Yes. We are redoing our place right now. Cool. Um, loved it on the Joe Para thing. Oh, thank so you. So good. Thank you. Uh, you're a treasure. Anyways, yes. what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Being yeah. sad. Oh, you know what I no, like no, no. to do? I like to start clubs and threads. Uh, just start a text thread with a bunch of people that I know will like texting each other. Oh, yeah? People love the energy of a thread. <laughs> well, that's not true, but they can mute it if they don't like it. You you do this like out in the open on Twitter? What, what kind of threads do you start? Oh, no. I mean, like um, I in texting. So, for oh. instance, I have, it's called Text Club, but someone in the group renamed it to um, a shortened uh, contraction that's just TUB, T apostrophe UB, short for Text Club. And, mm-hmm. you know, people will, you know, send pics of, get a load of this thing I just saw, or be like, oh, <laughs> I got fired today. And then everyone's like, that sucks. You're amazing. That sounds very cool. Was it a text club? Yeah. It's called? Yeah, text it's club. It's an app. <laughs> what nope. does this app do? No, no, it's just iMessage. It's just texting. It's just a text oh. thread that I started with some people. Oh, 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 you titled it text club. Got yeah. it. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Okay, I see what I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm in a couple of those. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's frustrating for the most part. If I'm being <laughs> perfectly honest. Well, you just need hard a good to, group. To, you need to pick people keep... that you think will want to be in a text club yeah. and not bother uh, but, anyone. But my problem is though, I'm in I'm in multiple ones, but they're all scattered across multiple platforms. Mm. Three of which I don't use for any other reason than the fact that that group of friends insists on keeping the group chat on fucking Snapchat. Oh, no. (laughs) Not to air air anyone out, but Jesus Christ. Let's move into a sex, guys. Mm -mm. (laughs) God, we're not 15. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's 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 my major beef. Uh, Anger feels really good when you found inner peace. Can I just say that? Sure. You, You feel like it's all... Like all the pressures coming out of your face, and uh, it's it's for as long as it's for good, as long as it's rooted in uh, empathy. I think anger, never misplaced, is a good thing. Sure, in spurts, why not? I feel like not R- Rosa Parks was angry. That's true. She was fucking furious. Mm-hmm. It's good to be angry. Make sure it's coming from a good place. That's, I think, the hesitation so many guys have with, you know, getting better is they think, oh, I'm going to have to be a, I'm going to have to wrap a sweater around my uh, neck and listen to Kenny G. And, and it's like, no, dude, you can, you still be you, just being a fucking dick all the time, you know? Yeah. And so I, so that's, a, that's the premise of my book I'm writing. I think. <laughs> I love it. Um, oh, I geez. love. So, well, sorry, I think go ahead. we should wind down. Um, I think that's you know a, a pretty hot, pretty hot outro. You saying that's what my book is about, but I'm gonna ask oh, cool. you. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a cue though. 
that I think is okay. a good cue to ask um, if someone is listening and they're feeling um, suicidal or almost suicidal, just, you know, in a like, uh, I've been waiting for it to get better and it's not really getting better. <laughs> what do you say to that person? Uh, don't do it. Uh, you only get one of these. This is this is it. This is fucking it. I know it. I've I've been to the point where it sucked, where I had nothing, where I it I I wanted to kill myself. I I to this day I have I have like fifteen different ways that I know exactly how I would do it if it were to come to it. But you know what? I have made the choice not to fucking do it. And it is a choice. The chemicals in my brain are not in control of me. They're not in control of you either. We get to control what we do with it. I'm not reading from anything right now. I'm pacing in my hallway and I am uh, ensconced by two mirrors. And it's kind of freaking me out. So I'm not lying. Anyways, where was I? That's perfect. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't kill yourself. That's, that's, it's going to bum people. Whether you think, uh, it's going to you, the reason you think you're going to do it is probably the same reason I thought I was going to do it because I thought that I was being a burden on this world that I was just in the fucking way. And also, I thought that, you know, by being sad all the time, by feeling sorry for myself, that I was being a manipulative piece of shit to other people that they got to look at me and think, oh, Rob's feeling bad. Be nice to him. Oh, sweet. I call it the B-Rabbit defense. Have you seen 8 Mile? B-Rabbit. Papa Doc. Third battle. Final scene. B-Rabbit. Eminem. This is himself. Says he's from a trailer. Mm. Nothing for Papa Doc to say to come back with it. I call it the B-Rabbit defense. As long as I'm fucking cruel to myself, the world cannot hurt me. But you know what? Mm. The moral of 8 Mile... Is not a good thing to live by. I am much happier being nice to myself. And so will you. That's all you got to do is make the conscious decision to say, hey, regardless of how fucking depressed I am, I don't get out of four. I don't get out of bed until 4 p.m. And then I'm right back in bed at 6 p.m. That's that's how it fucking is. There's no way out of it. It's inescapable. I swear to God, not to sound like Tony Robbins right now, but I swear to God, there is a way out. And all it is, is to make the decision to love yourself. That's what I did right after New Year's. I had I had the clonopin. I had the clonopin. Not to, not to implicate myself in, uh, uh, and, not, and not be prescribed once again. But I had the clonopin ready. And I was going to do it. New Year's Eve. I thought, fuck it. What am I going to do? Set some New Year's resolutions again? What am I going to say? Oh, let's, let's lose 20 pounds. And then by March, be like, oh, shit. I got to lose 25 pounds now. No, I'm not letting that fucking happen again. I'm going to swallow this bottle of pills. I'm going to watch Kenny versus Spinny or some shit. And I'm going to fucking end it. Happy New Year's, everyone. You know what? I didn't do it. And let me tell you, it was the best decision I ever made. Because right then and there, I said, you know what? 
this is stupid. I would not treat another human being the way that I am treating myself right now. I like to think of my thoughts now as like I'm at a party. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course, when you go to a party, there are going to be a bunch of people who are just completely shitty in every regard. And you go up to those people sometimes. I've been up to people all the uh, all the time. I've gone up to those people and I go up to that person and they say, hey, Rob, uh, what's going on? And then they're just really shitty to me. I don't I don't strike that person. I don't attack that person. So why do I do that? To my encroaching negative thoughts where I'm suddenly thinking, oh, shit. Uh, oh, Rob, uh, maybe maybe you look fat from this angle. I don't do that anymore because I very I, I don't uh, like I, I normally when I do that, I get angry at myself for having done that, for being mean to myself. But I no longer do that. And I swear to Christ, the secret into doing this is to be very gentle, letting the negative thoughts go. It's exactly like at a party. If you go up to someone and they say to you, "Hey, man, that shirt looks fucking stupid," you you don't you don't hit them. You don't hit them. You don't walk away. Th- don't walk away thinking the shirt's stupid. Just say, "Hey, okay, cool, man. Enjoy your night," and walk away. Let it go. Let the fucking thing go. And all you have to do is train yourself to do this, even if it's a Pavlovian style where you got to ring a fucking bell every single time a negative thought pops into your head. I swear to God, if you learn to gently allow those thoughts to just go away, imagine your imagine your brain is a sky. Imagine it's a sky, and sometimes it gets really cloudy and really fucking stormy, and there's no. It seems like it's never going to stop. It just gets so bad. But I swear to God, underneath that is a clear blue sky, and all you have to do is train yourself to just clear the very. Very gently wipe those clouds away. And I swear to God, once you have that focus, you will be able to find things that make you happy. And in order to do that, you must first love yourself. I fucking love myself now. I'm so glad I didn't kill myself on New Year's Eve. Mary, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Thank you so much. I hope that you liked it or had fun. I don't know. And I'm so glad Um, that you didn't kill yourself. I'm glad that you're getting help uh, and that... Yeah, um, um, if you have another, yeah. another dip that you have tools oh, now yeah. that it'll be yeah. easier. Yeah, I, I absolutely, I absolutely do. Uh, if I get sad again, I know exactly for, for example, if I think, you know what, I want to order an entire, uh, and eat an entire large pizza. I, now I've, I've trained myself to be able to stop and go, Hey Rob, why do you want to do that right now? Are you going to, are you going to, are you going to, it's going to taste, it's going to taste fucking awesome. Pizza's fantastic, but you're going to feel like shit afterwards. And you know that, and it's, it's so, it's not, it's not easy to stop yourself, but it is possible to train yourself to do so. I feel like I have talked so much, Mary. I am sorry. <laughs> this is just like, uh, very, very rarely do people, I, I've never been asked on a podcast to talk about my feelings. <laughs> cool. This is, uh, this is great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, I think this what sort of other? Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, we're wrapping up, right? I'll, I'll let you wrap up if you'd like to. Sure. Uh, All right. Let's wrap cool. it up. Thank you uh, so geez. much. I got um, overheated there. I apologize. That's okay. I like it. It's not a problem. Okay. I'm um, not crazy or anything. No, you that's don't come off it, as. 
can I, can I add one more thing mm-hmm. before we before we go? Uh, crazy. That's another thing. Uh, people think that being open about their emotions, uh, speaking freely about suicidal tendencies, is going to make them appear fucking crazy and incapable of being shown affection in any way. I was convinced of that. I fucking manic depressive all the time. Like who, who wants to be like with someone who's just a roll of the dice every fucking day. It's, you know what I am. And so is everyone listening to this. I am deserving of love. It's everyone else. And it's fucking fantastic when you realize that. So, uh, make, make, uh, strident efforts. Is that, did I use that word correctly? Strident? No, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Make strident efforts, uh, to just learn to love yourself. I don't care how fucking lame it is. I like candles. Oh, I like candles all the fucking time. I listen to Anya. I, I dance while cooking. I I do the lamest shit and I don't call me a fucking beta all you want. Uh it it feels fantastic. And I hope everyone else can get on board with it. We don't have to, you know, live life with this mask of cynicism, you know? Mm-hmm. You were speaking about that. Uh you you hit the nail right in the head. Cynicism is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh geez, sorry. <laughs> I've I have talked so much. Please, please wrap up. Okay, the Sorry. end. Thank you. This is great. <laughs> I can't wait for your book. Please write it. Thank you so much for having me on there. See you later. Love your art. Love your art. Love you. Bye. That was my conversation with Rob Wisman. Thank you, Rob. Rob says, hope I don't come off as insane near the end there. Rob, I do not think you sound insane. And listener, I think you probably got a kick out of him and hopefully some good advice. And I don't think you think he is insane either, right? Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like the show, uh, come on. You love the show. Come on. Let's be real. If you like this show, I encourage you to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you listen uh, to it on. You could like and subscribe on it. And also write us a review. It honestly and truly helps other people find the show. So um, I love you. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.